656 pages yeah. for love. I'm a lover girl and I really want to claim that and just not hold back. I tarot those scotch bonnet. I was like, do do plantain. I was like, wow. Yeah. Very Nigerian. I love it. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Moya. Hi, my name is Tosa and I'm the host of Fees in a Podcast, where we have everyday conversations about navigating adulthood, prioritizing community, and wellness. Ready? Ready! Welcome back to another episode of Peas in a Podcast. Welcome, welcome guys, I'm sad. This is our final episode of the year. Out of office. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Someone's going to be vacationing <laughs> by the time... Well, preparing to leave for vacation by the time this episode comes out. Like, literally, I'm so excited. Oh, and man. I'm so ready to leave this country. And I'm going to be here with a depressing Canadian winter. I'm very sad. But anyways... You. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to mm-hmm. another episode. This is the final episode of 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been an amazing journey towards this episode. Um... By the time this episode is coming, it's going to come out the day before our one-year anniversary. Yes, I can't believe it. Which is We're ridiculous. But this episode, like we promised and we've been talking about in other episodes, this is our book review episode. Woo! Shout out to all of you who joined us on this journey of reading. Um, if you're just hearing about this for the first time, the book we'll be reviewing today is... Honey and Spice by Bolu Babalola. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been trying to read this book over the past how many months? Almost, I think, four months. I think two, two months. Two? Yeah. We announced... Oh, October. We started... Yeah, yeah. we so, announced in October. Yeah, almost three months. But it's felt, it's felt like a long term. I'm not going to Yeah, worry. so <laughs> we wanted to do a book review. Um, shout out to everyone who joined us in reading this book. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't get the chance to do this with us, we hope to make this an annual or maybe seasonal thing mm-hmm. um, just to encourage people to get into their reading bag. Yeah. Um, but as always, before we go into the episode, um, this is the part of our episode where we do a check-in. So in terms of your check-in, Tosan, how was your week? Well, let me ask you first. Okay. Let me process <laughs> Just thoughts. looking at your face, I'm like, okay. I don't know how my week was, but go first. How was your okay. week? I'll go, come back to me. My last couple of weeks, they've been, I think they've been all over the place. Like I've had weekends where I don't really do a lot, which is so not like of me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how my weekends are not like back to back to back. And I feel stressed that it's not... Wait, I'm so confused. You're stressed that you're relaxed. I'm like, I should be doing something, or I should be spending time. Your next couple weeks are gonna be back to back to back. I know, and I need to be like, shut (laughs) up. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. So they've been relaxing. I'm not going to lie, but like later when we say you like outside, you say I do like the outside. (laughs) I saw a TikTok that was like, oh, it was. I'm not for the streets, guys. But, like, the girl was like, oh, I'm not for the streets. I'm for the sidewalk. And I'm going to start using that <laughs> moving forward. Like I do like sidewalk. the sidewalk. But, um, yeah. And then I also saw um, the Beyonce movie. We saw, In our, we me, saw yeah. the Beyonce. Everyone, like, all of our friends, we went to the concert in July um, in Toronto. And so we saw the movie as well the day it premiered. So, yeah. How did you feel? I felt... I was just like, oh, I'm finally actually watching the concert. Because when I went for the concert, I feel like I was so in disbelief that I was actually seeing Beyonce. And so I think I, I was really very overwhelmed. Yes. I'm like sensory overload. And I don't have time to exactly, process. Exactly. And I was checking the videos. I wasn't really listening. Like, it was just a lot happening. So when I got to watch it, I was like, damn. I and we're really, really saw all of far this. away from the stage. Yeah. We saw her pretty clearly, but yeah. not as clear as we saw not in the movie. As, exactly. So it was way clearer. It was just like, tiktok videos but like hd yeah yeah it felt really nice to see and it just felt like she has like a really high work ethic and she's really intelligent Mm. um yeah so i really enjoyed the movie and we also had brunch with a podcast community in toronto yes we did which is really why do i think i'm not doing the past but i feel like it's been a while it's been a while since we recorded. recorded yeah yeah 
but that was really really fun having yeah, like it was. the brunch and then we also i also got my spotify ripe uh ripe my spotify wrapped last week and guess who my favorite artist? oh my god actually i want to hear your top five okay Top five, <laughs> top five artists. Yes. I don't know if I have or wait, like if I take screenshots, <laughs> let's see. But my top is Ashake. As expected. And then my, I know Beyonce is on that list. Beyonce is well. I recently deleted it. So I'm like, I don't know. Um, So I know Ashaka is right on there. Mm. And then David Doe is my number two. Really? I rinsed that his album. wow i I wouldn't have thought so me neither i was really surprised but i was like oh i really really remember like listening to namani or like by by david or like um you're really an afrobeats baby i am because i need to also work out like whenever i work out, i always play afrobeats like i can't play any other thing because i I would be like i'm feeling the pain too much Mm. um and then David was my second. My third was Show Them Camp. Mm-hmm. Shout out SDC. I saw them this year. I saw David this year as well. I saw Beyonce this this year as well. And she was my number four. And then I saw Victoria Monet. I couldn't see Victoria because the tickets were just really hard to get. So I didn't see Ashake and Victoria Monet. But, so I saw three out of Wait, five. David o, Beyonce, and? Show Them. So oh, Ashake, wow. David o, Show Them Camp. You Beyonce, saw Ashake? I didn't see Ashaka. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm saying the people you saw, you saw Beyonce. Yeah, I saw Beyonce, David O, and Show Them Come. Nice. Yeah, so three out of five. Nice. Almost I'm there. trying to find mine. I feel like I sent it to y'all. Um, it's just there's so many group chats. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I sent it to, but can y'all guess what was on mine? You already know. Junkie. You know that I am a K-pop girly. I'm a K-pop... Um, Japanese music girly. Mm-hmm. So my first on my top artist was August D, okay. which is I don't know. I don't want to explain. Can't find out. It's an amazing artist. <laughs> um, August D, um, and then my second was Seventeen, the band, and you guys have heard me talk about Seventeen. Um, my third was RM, which is also part of like the group, mm-hmm. and then my fourth was Fujikazi, which is was is the only Japanese artist on my my list, but I'm even surprised that he's number four because mm-hmm. I rinsed all his album. Like he's his song is my top song, mm-hmm. um, and then number five BTS. But what I realized from listening to Spotify, uh, looking at this thing, is that I don't listen to that much music mm-hmm. because it say my total minutes is six thousand seven hundred. That's four days in a year. I literally listened to a total of four days worth of music. That's really sad. It's not. I have other forms of um, like media that I indulge well, in. I just feel like music is like the best. Music is amazing, but it also makes sense. A lot of this, my artists, when their song comes out, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily go to find their song on Spotify to play it. Like, cause they're, they all have like very heavy YouTube presence and music video f- presence. Fair. And so I feel like I just listened to it on there. Fair. But yeah, that but, was. But we also saw Peace and Podcast, Spotify Rap. Yes, we did. We did. And we're number one of like for t- 19 people. people. That was surprising. And I just think that's really cool. That's amazing. And I had like a friend of mine who reached out and was like, oh yeah, like Peace and Podcast is part of like. Her top five. Yeah. It's just really cool to see. And there was someone also who posted on Instagram. Yeah. And we're like, I think number, number three. Two. Oh, number, number three. Two. Yeah. It's just weird. Because this time last year too, I was like, oh yeah, I hope to see Pisnet Podcasting as was fire up for podcast. Yeah. And it's actually like coming to fruition. So and I'm it's really just crazy that people excited. actually listen. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Because we're saying this in the podcast brunch. It's like you see the numbers and you see like people are listening, but like mm-hmm. it doesn't register in your brain that people are listening until people say, I listen to this, I listen mm-hmm. to this. And then you put a face to that number yeah. and you're like, actually, no, there, there might be people here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. So if you guys are listening, thank you. We appreciate really it. We really appreciate everything. Really, really, really do. Okay. But yeah, so to go in, before we get into the book review, though, um... We had some comments of the week 
of the past couple of weeks yeah. and some that we really, really loved. There's one. Can I say we, something first before you say mm-hmm. do the comment of the week? Thank you, y'all, that leave the comments. Because this yes. week specifically, I feel like people have put in a little bit more effort. Yes. And I'm, because you know, Moya always does the social media, but my phone, when my phone buzzes and I see, oh, someone left a comment on Pizza, I'm like, <laughs> that's my girls, that's my people. I agree. So thank you for not airing Moya. Thank you. We appreciate it. And that more of you can do, can do the same. Mm-hmm. And we really appreciate it, but may you go back to what you're saying. But yeah, so in terms of the comment of the week, one that I really wanted to highlight was we made a post on um, our girl, ch- girl chat episode where we talked about turning 25. Um, we talked about change in friendship dynamics. We talked mm. about um, career confusion and year end recap. So we had a snippet of like turning 25 expectations that we had. And Tosan <laughs> went in and was like, oh yeah, I thought I was going to be in a committed, long-term committed relationship. I thought I was going to have a master. She was just naming to flying all over the world. And everyone in the comments are just like, oh, everyone is cackling at me. Like, you are not living. I think someone was like, um, girl, your twenties, your your twenties, plan had no sleep days. <laughs> but the one that I wanted to highlight was by Bernice Orowale, um, and she said the way Chosan had a master plan. I know many girls can relate, and it's so true. Like I think so many people can relate. Like we just have this really weird idea that twenty five, you should have everything figured out. Yeah. And I'm so glad that people can relate and are laughing, not really at you. I think people are laughing with you because they've all reached that stage. you laugh at me or laugh with me or the, the situation is still the same. I just think they've reached that stage and we're like, girl, it is what it is. It really is what it we're is. We're all in this together. If you haven't listened to that episode, that was our last episode. And I think that episode, like I was listening to it this morning when I was getting ready for work. And I was like, actually, mm-hmm. not me laughing at myself. But, like, I think it was a great episode. My dad also called me and told me, like, it was a good episode. So if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to it, listen to our Girl Chat episode. We don't only talk about, like, turning 25, but we talk about, like, career confusion. We talk about changing friendship dynamics. Mm-hmm. We talk about kind of our year in recap, too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an amazing episode. But because this is our final episode, we didn't just want to do one highlight. Wanted to do two. Yeah. So the next um, comment is from one of our 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 main OGs, our Mm -hmm. fave on this podcast. It's kind of on the same episode where we we posted about the girl chat episode. This was our first, I think, one of our first posts on this Mm -hmm. on um, on this after the episode release. But she said, "Really enjoyed this chat." Especially the perspective that three of you shared around expectations as you navigate each year, and in particular, what you thought um, 25 would look like. As someone firmly heading into my mid-30s, I can say that life never unfolds the way we expect, and that is the fun part of it. While we are all socialized to believe that our milestones will happen at certain intervals, we're all so unique and our journeys are not meant to be copy and paste versions of everyone else's story which is so true yeah, I agree. you are all doing remarkable my one mini regret in life has always been not going with the flow um, enough and adventuring in my 20s um, love this season because there is so much time for all the other layers of life um very thoughtful comment, very yeah. encouraging comment. I love when I was reading it for the first time when um she said, You're all doing remarkable. I was like, actually I needed to we hear really that. Are. Yeah, we really are. Yeah, I really, 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 really needed to hear that. But anyway, thank you all for leaving your comments. We truly appreciate it. Let's keep the same energy for the next season. Yes, please. <laughs> And uh, the next season is going to drop in February. Yes, 2024. God willing. So I, I can't believe we're going to like a new year. Like 2024 sounds so foreign, futuristic. Like, yeah. It's like that time, you know, in Zach and Cody, like yeah. the Sweet Life on the, when they're like, oh yeah, next reservation is, I don't know. And when you hit 2023, you're like... 2023, and you're just like... That doesn't even sound like a real year. Gee, gets, and we're really living in like... 2023 it's yeah, it's, it's quite crazy it's just 
wow, it's kind of wild. Anyway, so to start the book review, um, we have a couple of questions that we got from the interwebs. Um, and it's really just to help with book club reviews. And we haven't like prepped this, so I don't really know Tosan's thoughts. This is also the first time. So Moya's been asking me, what do you think? What do you think? Where are you? What mm-hmm. are you reading? Anytime I'm making like exclamation and I've not really shared my like I've shared my thoughts a little mm-hmm. bit, but this is the first time I feel like we're sitting down to talk, 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 talk about this book, which yeah. is exciting. Cause I don't know, maybe we have different experiences, but I really think we do. <laughs> but before we even get into that, like a brief synopsis yes. about the book. And I'm not really good at telling stories or giving summaries, so I'll need your help to send. But to me, I think just from my perspective, I think the book is a rom com novel. Mm-hmm. Um and it's the main characters are Nigerian. They were born in the UK. Yes. Um, and so they are British um, people, <laughs> but Nigerians. And they go into... It's basically a enemies to less pretend to be lovers to lovers situation. Mm. So if you've watched Bridgerton season one, it's very like identical to that storyline in terms of like they meet each other for the very first time and they vibe and they love each other's like almost like love at first sight but then when they get to know about each other they're like oh i actually hate you and i've like heard about you and so they then come together to um act like they're in love with one another for their own pleasure and like for their own um, selfish reasons, which was a project mm-hmm. that they needed to get into to have like an internship overseas. So they get into all of that, but they realize that they actually like rock with one another and they fall in love. And the climax is they end up breaking up and they end up getting back together. A classic, classic rom com um, novel. Yeah. And it's based in like. The setting is a university like environment, mm. and yeah, that is like my own synopsis of it. And I said the setting also is in, and I think you you said everything like correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in the university environment, they are part of like a small subset of like minorities. Yeah, in the university, so there's also like a racial component. Yeah, um, to the uh, to the to the storyline, but like what you said staple A to Z mac and cheese mm-hmm. rom-com. <laughs> yeah. And the main character is Kiki and the her love interest is Malakai and they, he goes by Kai or she calls him Kai specifically because yeah. they're, they're on that level. They yeah. are on that level and he calls us Kutch. <laughs> he, As in Scott so Burnett. <laughs> As in Nataru though. <laughs> I can't lie. I was like, Nah, that's that's cool. I'm not gonna lie. You like the name Scott? I was like, oh my gosh, that is so like specific to her, and just like understanding why he called her that. I was blushing reading this book, but anyway, I'll get into it. Um, but she owns a radio channel on campus, yeah, um, called Brown Sugar, and it is mostly for black um women trying to avoid any sort of like waste man basically relationship heartbreak or just and stuff like that. relationship heartbreak she's really helping them with their dilemmas telling them how to like read when a guy's wasting your time being in like a situationship or if he's like um cheating on you things like that so mm-hmm. she's very much the typical like i would say gen z mm-hmm. like podcaster mm-hmm. so like us but we don't tell you what to do with your relationships <laughs> um but yeah so that is like what she's about and yeah. Malakai, he's what is he? He's, he's like a into film, film. Student, yeah. yeah, he's a film student, and he really captures like beauty and like he loves the black community as well. So this book is very like black and Nigerian focused. Yeah, that's the kind of general synopsis. Obviously, there's so many mo- like there are many side characters in all of this, mm-hmm. like um, Kiki's best friend who's Amina. Uh, Malachi's closest friend who's Kofi which is yes. one of the only like Ghanaian um, I think there are a couple others but yeah like, there are a couple others but it's one of the one of a few Ghanaian people in the book to um, 
But yeah, that's the general synopsis. If you haven't had the chance to read the book and you're just listening to it, like I said, you could go read it at your own time. Um, I do want to let you know there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this episode. So maybe mm-hmm. you want to save this for after you read the book. Yeah. But let's get into our book um, review questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Moya, do you want to start us okay. off? So the first question we have, would you recommend this book to someone? Why or why not? Or with what caveats? And what kind of reader would most enjoy this book? Give me an answer. Guys, why are you laughing with you? I support my people. Can I start with that? Mm-hmm. I'm always for black women. Mm-hmm. So on just the basis of that, mm-hmm. I recommend the book to everybody. Okay. On the basis... For the fact that I am for black women. Mm -hmm. I'm for black writers. I'm for black creatives. I'm Mm -hmm. for black professionals. So I highly recommend you read the book. I'm rooting for everyone black. Yeah. With that being said, they say what's the caveat? Yeah. Is it for me? No. (laughs) And if you're like me, you might not like the book. (laughs) Mm. So what are you like? What do you like in like books? Um, or what didn't you like in this book? Do you know the funny thing? I don't know a lot of what I like in books, but this book has allowed me to know what I don't like. Oh, no. I'm yes. not a romance girl. Interesting. Like, I don't get the funny flutters mm. from romance. Like, I see... When I was, I was looking at reviews on TikTok, and people were really giggling. Mm-hmm. And like, don't get me wrong, romance is cute. It is. It just doesn't excite me. Wow. Especially like fictional romance like this. It doesn't like really, it doesn't really do it for me. It didn't get my brain like moving. <laughs> Wait, why are you giving me the side eye? No, I need to understand what that movement <laughs> Like it doesn't really keep my brain moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know what I, what I love in books. I just know that I'm, with reading this book, I was just like, hmm, maybe I'm not really a romance person. Like I find the, book exciting to some sort but i found myself like i would get a little excited and i'll get very bored at the same time Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh okay i get it y'all love each other cute can we get another complexity to the story Mm -hmm. um so that's my answer so on the basis of the fact that i'm rooting for everybody black please go read the book yeah um and support black artists um but if just keep that in mind like if you're the kind of person that i am Mm -hmm. You might not enjoy it. Interesting. As much as you think you would. What of you? Would you recommend the book to someone? Okay, so I am a very rom com girl. Like I okay. love rom com. Mm-hmm. But like if it's too cheesy, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I think it depends on the type of rom com it, it like I just feel like there wasn't any like real life problems that were like happening in the book, if that Mm. makes sense. Like they had talked about what was happening previously with like Kiki's mom being sick. Mm. They talked about like Malachi's dad being like a cheater cheater and like not really being present in his life, but like actively with other things, like as adults, Mm -hmm. as an adult, me as an adult, like working having bills to pay it just didn't seem as relatable anymore mm. maybe because i'm not in uni yeah. but i would recommend the book exactly what you said in terms of like um reading for everyone black because i actually um i read bolu babalola's first book called love in color and i loved that book and i think i'm a short stories type of girl because mm. once i read one like when i'm reading a book halfway through I'm like okay I get it like there's no point of me finishing the book so mm. I think that's something that has to do with a me. that's a me thing I'm more of a short story girl so I just want to like now that you said yeah, that okay. spoiler alert mm-hmm. to further more emphasize my point yo I didn't finish the book <laughs> I couldn't I've rushed through the book I because couldn't. it was really hard for me and I think there's a question about like was it hard for you to get into the book but I just felt like I would recommend it because it's a black author. And I also think the writing was really good. Yeah. Um, And I think it exposes people to like what 
like black culture can look like yeah, especially like nigerian culture Nigeria, exactly like specifically nigerian culture as well um and i think a reader who like likes maybe the details of everything yeah. in a book so like how the i don't know leaves are falling or like how the table is like put properly out the books very are descriptive very descriptive exactly so i think a reader who really enjoys those components of like reading a book would really enjoy it um and then i read part of it i read physically and part of it i had like an audiobook yeah. so i think the audiobook really brought it to life for me it really did i think like and that was my first time ever doing an audiobook so the difference was like i could put more con like i could i could put more picture and paint a picture with like the person's voice because she was the narrator was like talking in like she had a guy's voice for malachi she had a girl's and voice very emotive for and just yeah. it was just very enjoyable and yeah. i think she did a really good she deserves an award i did she, I, I really give her an award so because there were some parts i was like girl <laughs> the fact that you're you are saying these words with a straight face <laughs> and you're not laughing kudos to you Exactly. Can so I, I really, I really enjoyed it. So I would recommend to like maybe listen on an audiobook. Um, and so, and I just want to clarify, my reason for not liking the book has nothing to do with the um, the other author's writing or the piece itself. It's just like no matter how p- like perfectly written it was, it's just mm-hmm. not the genre for me. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the genre for me. It's just. It's too much of a rom com for mm, me, mm. and I think she's a very rom com person. Like I follow her on Twitter, and she's like, she's a rom com connoisseur. So yeah. I fully get that that was the vibe that she was giving. Like there was no like you would spoil it for yourself. You know, there's no surprising element to anything. Mm. Um, so if you really love rom com and you want to know that everything will end well and all of that, this is the book for you. Yeah. Well, let's go into the second question. Next question. I think we kind of already answered this. Did you find the author's writing style easy to read or hard to read why how long did it take you to get into the book it took me a while to get into the book a part of it is also because i have like it takes me a while to get into books and like to just be attentive and not distract myself um by 10 i noticed i was more focused with like the audiobook like there's so many times i would rewind and be like wait what 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 was said but Mm -hmm. Again, that was my first time using an audiobook. So I I felt like it could be like a podcast where they are talking and I can just yeah. like follow along or uh, try to like understand the conversation. But no, you, you need kind to of like really need to listen to it. Yeah. yeah. So um but I found the I found Bully Babala's writing to be easy to read. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because like I've read um like her book before, but she's very she used a lot of like words, like really big extravagant words that are like just really not like big words that you never know what they mean Mm. but words that you typically don't use on a day-to-day basis like she's a very british writer yeah (laughs) she's you know that she's a british writer the way she like uses that word and she's very poetic as well i think when malachi was like professing his love and when she too was and like kiki was professing her love and everything it just seems so beautiful oh my god so for the part of the book that i got to i didn't like i said i didn't get that far Mm -hmm. well i got far but like i didn't finish like i still had like five to six chapters left Mm -hmm. there's one part where he was um and i'm not like a rom-com person like i said but there's one part where he was telling her for the first time at ty's party that Mm -hmm. um that he liked her and Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, oh, I like you. Do you like me? But he literally yeah. went on a whole page of, I like your eyes. Exactly. I like your this. I like the way you talk. I like your passion. Mm-hmm. I like, and I was like, wow, girl, get into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, like, yeah. Like, I want like to know why v- you like me. She went in detail with everything. Like, she didn't skip any mm-hmm. detail in her writing. Yeah. And I think her writing is very much from, like, the um, female gaze yeah like i think obviously she's a british nigerian author so i think a lot of her writing is like who she is as a person yeah. as well and it shows like obviously i don't know Bolivar personally but like i think she's writing from that lens of like how a woman would like her man to tell her 
how he feels about her. Yeah. Like, if I'm with someone, I want them to be like, I like X, Y, Z about you. I want them to be, like, descriptive and, like, expressive and things like that. Mm. So, I really enjoyed, like, reading that and seeing that perspective. Um, And then you also see her, like, going to her head as well. Like, Kiki, um, just be like, oh, like, she's talking, she's having a conversation, but, like, her inner thoughts, you can also yeah. read that. So that's funny because you're like, that's relatable. So I found it relatable and I found it really, like a really great writing style. Um, Yeah, so I think, same thing. Um, I found it easy. I don't think there's too much I have to add to that. The one thing I did struggle with, and I don't know whether this has to do with writing style or just how the book was written. There were a lot of pop culture, black pop culture references uh, that felt a little forced to me. It did. No, like not forced. Like there were some spaces where I'm like, okay, you've mentioned like Beyonce 15 times in this book. Yeah. You've mentioned Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. You've mentioned... um. Drake. You it mess- almost seemed stereotypical. Yeah, like it was it almost felt like boxing, like these are the things that I know these people like. Yeah. And it's like there are a lot of people outside of the black experience that mm-hmm. have diverse interests yeah. in pop culture. Yeah. That's like, not supposed and like I think of you and I'm like, you freaking love K pop. Like yeah. it's so it's so different. Yeah. And I can also see her adding K-pop to it because there are like, there's a growing population of black people. There's a lot of African who, people exactly, who love K-pop. And who like live in Korea as yeah. well. And so I'm just like, the, uh, South Korea. So I'm just like, it's very interesting to see that, like I would have loved to see more like the alternative interests. Like I know my sister too, she loves like, um, indie music. Like yeah. you don't. There are a bunch of black people that love indie music, and I, I just think these are things that like other people who aren't black would be like. Obviously, you love Beyonce. Like yeah. I'd love to see more diverse palette of black people. Yeah, and I, it. She. I think she did try to bring that with Kiki liking like um. What's it called? Fan fiction. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what's it called? Mm-hmm. Is it fan fiction? Um, it's not fan fiction. It no was one like, um, what's it, like fantasy. Fantasy, like books and stuff yeah, like and that. And I think, sorry to cut you off, but I think it's, I think she brought that in because I think, and this is just a huge thing. I think the author does like that because oh. our first book was like that. It was oh, literally really? that. So I was like, this seems like your first book. Mm. So I don't know if it was just because to bring in some more like, um, flavor to the character, yeah. but I felt like she she wrote that, which is really cool, though. Yeah, so I did enjoy the writing. I found it was easy to read. It's just like there's some things that, like, after I read the 15th, the, after I passed the 10th time that Beyonce was mentioned, I was like, okay, girl, we like other things aside from Beyonce. Like, mm-hmm. um, I just felt like there were a lot of pop culture, black pop culture references that were trying to, like, just sneak, just yeah. trying to sneak into every conversation. Mm-hmm. And I found that a little hard. Yeah. But... I still think it was great writing and very easy, especially if you're not someone who's like a big reader. I think like there was nothing too complex in her words. They were all very understandable Mm -hmm. and somewhat very relatable to Very relatable as like a Nigerian and especially as like a Yoruba Nigerian um, person for me, it was very relatable. Um, And so my next question here, who was your favorite character? What character did you identify with the most? And were there any characters that you disliked? Why? I didn't I'm identify excited. with any character. Really? I really didn't. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you because you've grown and you've glowed. What? No. Is he glowed? <laughs> you've glowed? Oh, sorry. It's not good, good at go. It's just like, I just, I couldn't see myself in any of the characters. Honestly, Except the only thing... Do you know the funniest thing? I literally wrote a note about this. And I was like, I think the, I literally said, I think the person I can relate to the most um, in this entire book is Kiki's mom. Kiki's mom. Not her sickness. Okay. Not her sickness. But there was a part in the book, and I actually screenshotted it, when they were describing Kiki's mom. And they were mm. like, oh, she is a 17-year-old who came from Nigeria on her own and cleaned toilets. Well, I didn't clean any toilets, mm. but cleaned toilets to put herself through university 
before becoming a social wor- worker and constructing a life from dust, work, faith, and hope. And I'm like, girl, I relate more to your mom. And this wow. is why I was trying to get you to clarify mm. first generation and second generation immigrant because I just found that although Kiki really had like, she's very Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Her Nigerian immigrant story and experience is so different from being the first to like actually come to this new land. Mm. And so I feel like the person I related the most in the book, and I didn't get to hear more much about her because part of her story was just her being sick. But mm-hmm. like when they were describing her mom, I was like, I relate most to her mom mm. and her mom's struggles and just the first generation immigrant life than I do to Kiki. Mm. Um, because it just seems like Kiki is very Nigeria, but also very assimilated into like the British culture. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's where the disconnect was. Mm. Now, my f- so Kiki's mom was definitely the one I maybe related to more story-wise. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one person in the book I liked the most, I guess he has to be Malachi. I think his character was what I found to be a little the most introspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I love like how he just blossomed in like, I like that his character, although there were a lot of issues with him, mm-hmm. his character tried to always start with honesty and yes. like being open. I agree. He was very open about who he is and what his, um, and maybe he wasn't very open or even unaware of his subconscious desires. Mm-hmm. He was very open and clear about his conscious desires. Mm-hmm. Um, he was honest and I could see like a lot of character growth the more his story like mm-hmm. came up mm-hmm. he's like very kind and i was reading it i was like actually although i fear your man actually no that's a conqueror <laughs> actually <laughs> although i fear your man i was like this is actually a great especially if this young people are reading like this book PG-13, no, please. Uh, PG even maybe higher. Maybe 16. PG-16. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just the way he takes care of not just his love interest, but the people in his life mm-hmm. and stands up for people in his life um, and speak about a lot of the people he admires. Mm-hmm. He's just a very well-spoken, honest, kind person. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like his um, character. My worst character mm. in this entire book, they are t- neck for neck, they are tying. Kiki and her best friend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kiki, I just, I could not stand her. Sorry, like. Why? I don't know. And I love, God, I love. Why? I'm, I say it again. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for everybody who's black. <laughs> I'm rooting for everybody who's black. But I just found her personality a little exhausting. Damn. Like, she said that damn. No, just, you understand why, but keep going. I found her personality a little, maybe exhausting is not the right word, but maybe it's just because we're so different. Like, I, Mm -hmm. she is, I found her to over-process everything. Mm -hmm. She used to, like, word and verbally vomit everything that is in her head. Mm -hmm. Um, And they even addressed it in one part of the book where, it was giving like, she was giving the energy of like, I'm better than everybody around me. Mm. Um, I really don't like people that over therapy speak. speak. Mm. Like everything just has to be so analytical. <clears throat> everything has to be. Have a reason. Have a reason. Um, it was just like any small thing stirred something. And I love her energy and I love her passion. And I love, like, she wanted to fight for, like, women and stuff like that. Those things I love about her. But it would just felt like her personality from when she the book just opened. She yeah. was over-analyzing not everything but everyone. She yeah. wanted to, like, kind of be able to read people. And I'm just like, girl, you're doing too much. Yeah, Breathe. Sometimes yeah. you can't just actually walk away. Mm. Um, and, and I think that maybe that's just because that's sometimes my own personality where I'm like, mm, okay, I guess like, this situation was irritating, but like, mm-hmm. do I need to... But Kiki cannot live without speaking. She got to <laughs> see her mind. <laughs> she got to see her mind. I'm like, girl, just walk away. Mm. 
Um, but and then I'm, I mean, I, I don't think there was anything. I found her character too shallow. Like there was no, there and maybe was when it was where I got to, but there was no too much, there was not depth into her character. I think towards the end, I think you get to see like a bit of death. Okay, maybe depth I not reached with Amina mm. because um, they talk about like she talks about like her friendship with Kiki of just like she really values Kiki as a friend, as mm. like a best friend. Like you see a, a little hint of jealousy once like one of Kiki's old best friend came back to the Raina, picture. Raina, yeah, <laughs> and then you also see. I mean, I like getting a little bit hurt by Kofi at mm. the end, which is like Kofi worships the ground that she, she, she walks on. on. Yeah, that's and so she kind of took. Oh my it god, for, what happened? Tell me. No, tell me after. So she kind of took it for granted, but yeah. he didn't do anything. It was her fault. Mm. Um, but she got upset. So maybe you I should finish see, the book. You should. I think you should. The end was really good. Um, so you just kind of see that. But for me, sorry, are you done? Yeah. Um, and I say, hmm, I just feel a little sad for Kiki. Because I do real, I think when the question says like, what character do you identify with the most is Kiki. <sighs> no, it's okay. We can table this after off the record. <laughs> <laughs> Pain in my voice. Um, <laughs> this one, see me. I was telling Kiki to shut up. Maybe it's me that I should be shutting up. No, no. I really no, want to no. hear why. Maybe not on this podcast, sorry. No, I think to just not go too much in depth, but I think I tend to like word vomit a lot mm. and not like process things or take it away. Like whatever is in my head is how, because I'm a verbal processor. So even if I'm like asking a question or not fully asking, I just say as it comes mm. and I don't really think of how we can land because even like today, you were like, "Oh, I was a little like rude." Kurt, but, like, okay, Kurt. But it didn't come across to me because I just said what I was thinking in my mind. Um, and so I just think there there are so many things that I related to her with, and I was like, "Oh damn!" Like, and I and I know that I don't. She's my least favorite as well. So it's almost like not least favorite, but they are just characters. There are some characteristics that she has mm. that I was like. I don't know if I necessarily like this. And one was like self-sabotage and I just jump into conclusions really quickly. Yeah. Like I also sit down with myself and I'm like, I tend to jump to conclusions or be a bit more like, um, um, dramatic. Um, and so they're just like some behaviors as well. But I think with the main, my favorite character was Malachi for sure, mm. because Malachi was like very honest even as a Yoruba demon, he was a very <laughs> honest Yoruba demon. Like the beginning demon. was like, she had a problem with him because they apparently, you know, used to like, look at him as the person that like, he's the new B, he's the new hot man, um, hot guy on campus, hot man. but like everybody is kind and of like, a piece of go him. exactly. But like, he's dating a lot of, like, he's dating all of them. Yeah. But they had an issue where, like, two girls came across and they're like, oh, wow, you're dating us together. But it was like, I told you from the jump, this was not an exclusive, like, thing. Like, I'm dating everybody. And I think he was honest with the fact that, like, he told them that. Yeah. He was like, girls. It's just for vibes, isn't it? I told you from the start. Exactly. I'm like, I'm if not you catch here feelings, for... It's it's your, your, it's your, it's your problem. <laughs> if you catch it, you're on your own. It's your problem. Um, so yeah, so basically that was one thing, but I just really liked how honest it was and how ex expressive it was with like her feelings. Um, I think when it came to just telling her how, like why he liked her, I think when it came to like just saying the things that he really, I think it's just me being a hopeless romantic. I just really loved that about him. I was like, oh wow, this is like giving me... This is really reassuring. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he didn't leave anything to spare. He didn't leave anything to wonder. Like, he like, never... Yeah. Like, she's not as, about As he came, wondering. he said it. Exactly. And I just, like, really love that about mm. him. Um, and then, I also think, like, the character that I disliked was probably, like, Amina as well. And I feel bad. I don't know if it was the voice... 
that like maybe it was the I think um, it was the, the voice. person who was reading it because she, really, she didn't help Aminato exactly like I didn't really her like, voice is very squeaky it's and very, very squeaky high and very like I'm so chirpy and stuff yeah. but like it wasn't yeah um but yeah that's really that's really it to be honest mm. um I do think there are a lot of wonderful things about Kiki her mind <laughs> no you tried to <laughs> The way I can tell that this girl tried to bring something good about Kiki to, to wrap it up and be like, I'm so sorry. But no, the little of amazing things about Kiki amazing things about Kiki too. Um she's a she's a voice for the voiceless. And she's very passionate. And I think that's why all the people that, although she might have had issues with a lot of people, you can find that like they all reconcile because they know in the heart of hearts, like she has a good heart and means well. <laughs> so next question. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what's the next question? Um, did any part of this book strike a particular emotion in you? Which part and what emotion did the book make you feel? I think it just made me feel giddy. Yeah. yeah, like just really quickly, like just the romantic bits are just like, oh, like cute. It did allow me to like just have more empathy for the immigration, like just journey and not just being immigration, but like being a like minority in like a specific region. Mm-hmm. And when I saw like Malachi's police experience, um, I'm just like, wow, minorities everywhere. We are just struggling. Like. It's just tough all the freaking time. Um, and so, like, that talked in my heart a little. But then, like, although I'm not a romance person, like, there are some parts where... There was one time I texted you. I was like, me? <laughs> exactly. Cute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that for me. Next question. Yeah. Okay. So, how much did you know about this book before picking it up? And what surprised you the most about the book? Do you know what surprised me the most? What? How Nigerian it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't Maybe it's because you've read Bulu Blah Blah before. Yeah, I, but when I was like reading these Yoruba words, when I was <laughs> like, Ataro do Scotch Bonnet, I was like, Do Do Plantain. I was like, Wow. Yeah. Very Nigerian. I love it. <laughs> what surprised me was the, like, I think just the high school feel of it. It's like, mm. it gave very, like, high school love, not even university love. So that's like, that surprised me mm. a lot because I thought it was going to be. Yeah, high school. Yeah. But I didn't... Yeah. Anyway, so moving on. Was there any part of the plot or aspects of the characters that frustrated you or upset you? If so, why? Um, In the plot, I just felt like... And I think it's her... Although we give credit to the author being like very descriptive, mm-hmm. I think although how... Like, that was so amazing because you really allowed you to like really feel the characters like inner thoughts Mm -hmm. because of how descriptive she was trying to be i felt like a lot of the chapters some of them were like unnecessary i'm like girl we didn't need this story we didn't need this plot Mm -hmm. like it just felt like the book was such a thick book for such a romance book yeah i'm like there's so many things you gotta take it out cut it out you could have cut it this can be a movie though i can 100 percent see yeah i can live in a movie give me some like coffee certain no high school so let me go down a bit the guy from this is us the guy that plays Randall. Oh, yeah. If he can make a good British accent, yes. And give me maybe some Marseille. Like, make them Marseille. British. No, but then, Rand- uh-uh, this is us. The small, the younger guy. Yeah, but like the teenage version of him. Oh. Yeah, just the... Because I was going to say, like, Marseille, that um dude from... Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Stranger Things. Ooh, yeah, Caleb McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick Malachi. But these people are Americans. I don't need them spoil British accent. I need <laughs> the like British accents, like Brits. They know how to do a really good American accent, and obviously they have their British accent. But if you the hear, other way around, it, it never works. It they don't know to clock it. I'm so sorry, our American <laughs> listeners. But yeah, um, but yeah, um. Yeah, it just felt like she was over-describing something. I'm like, girl, we could have cut this book in half. Mm-hmm. 100%. 656 pages yeah. for love. These are, <laughs> it does take that long. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she could have cut some things out. So I think that was yeah. my biggest frustration because I would read through some chapters. 
I'm like, girl, I didn't need all this. Yeah, even the audiobook would be like 16 minutes versus some that would be like 51 hour. I'm like, okay, so why do we need 16? <laughs> Should I have scrapped it out? <laughs> like, you could have taken some things out, yeah. Um, next question. How thought-provoking did you find the book? Did the book change your... Oh, I didn't ask you. Is there any part that you were frustrated about? In the no, book? same thing, same thing. Okay. <laughs> um, how thought-provoking did you find the book? Did the book change your opinion about anything? Or did you learn something new from it? If so, what? I think it wasn't necessarily like thought-provoking. I think when we chose this book, we're like, we want something light. Yeah. And it's really stressed me to think about my life. Yeah. I think if anything, it like made me see myself because I saw part of myself in Kiki, mm. that's like made me want to reflect on how I am mm. and how I want to like move or like go moving forward. Mm. Um, and also just like about just love and just like romantic love as well. Yeah. I think it's so interesting in terms of like the risks that people take mm. and i've just i've said this before i think i've said this before on a previous episode that i'm a lover girl and i really want to came that and just not hold back mm. because a lot of the time i try to like i want to hold back but i can't i can't i can't say no to who i am <laughs> that's just who she i am it's the I, core of me it's, it's in me <laughs> it's in me so i'm not like like, I want to take those risks and just, like, you know, really experience that. So, mm. yeah. Um, Although, like, I think it was not, like, thought-provoking, like, very deep in the sense of, like, it was making me question philosophical life decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think, like, it brought a lot of things to mind. Like, it made me reflect on how college experience is so different for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what they're experiencing in college was not my college experience at all. Um, and so <laughs> it made me like reflect on that. Um, it made me reflect on Nigerian culture and especially Nigerian fathers. Mm. Like the relationship between Malachi and his father made me think like, actually there are a lot of Nigerian, fa- Nigerian fathers that believe, and this is, this is general. Big, big generalization. A lot of loving Nigerian fathers, including, um, like, other Af- African fathers. But I just feel like there's a subset of Nigerian fathers that believe that as long as you are financially provided for, mm-hmm. they don't have any other responsibility yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, just seeing Malachi and his father, and his father was, father was... And Malachi was, like, had to tell his dad, yeah, I'm grateful, like, I'm able to get into this college, and yeah. I'm grateful that, like, I have a roof over my head, and you're providing mm-hmm. for me... But that doesn't stop it from that doesn't stop anything from me saying that you're not that great of a dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see you. I'm raising my younger brother by myself. Mm-hmm. You're not here. Um, and I was like, wow, like I feel like a lot of people have heard this storyline with a lot of Nigerian fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made me think about that. Um and with you thinking about like how you want to lean into love, it also made me re- reflect on like what like love means to me and like why do i find this so cheesy like Mm -hmm. shouldn't it be great that people are like this expressive Mm. in love and like why does it irk me a little Mm. little bit and so it made me reflect on that like hmm, maybe i need to do some deep searching (laughs) (laughs) so search oh why i was like girl okay cut it out Maybe it's Malachi's riz that has gotten to me. <laughs> because do you know how many times <laughs> Kiki, <laughs> the author, like the... Kiki was like, snap out of it. She <laughs> had to keep telling herself to snap out of it. No, at the very end, you need to get to the... Like the narrator is like, she was, oh, dumb, I was but... weak in my knees. And she said it so many times. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that, maybe it's the riz. Maybe it's the Yoruba riz. It's the Yoruba riz that has me weak in the knees. <laughs> so, yeah, no. That was that's so funny. Um, okay. Did you highlight or bookmark any passages from the book? Did you have a favorite quote or quotes? If so, share which and why. I have two. And they're obviously... Okay, one is from... This is, I think, the last chapter. Mm. One is from Kiki. So this is when they are both professing their love. As you can see, I'm a lover girl, like I said. <laughs> um, um, what's her name? Kiki says, 
everyone, I think she's like addressing the crowd at this point. She's like, everyone just wants to be seen and to find someone they like enjoy seeing and end up seeing. So seeing them brings them joy. And I was like, oh yeah. Like it's that idea of like finding your person Mm -hmm. and like all of that. But you know what? Sometimes a person doesn't exist. I don't know. Does it, is it true? Like, I don't know, but (laughs) it's a different question. Um, and then Malachi says when he's also talking about his love about her and everything talking about her in the film that he makes he says she's the perfect shot and like he's using the he's basically using a metaphor about like film and like the camera Mm. and filming and capturing beauty and all of that and he says like she's a perfect show but he says way better and mm. the context is just great so i think grand gestures or maybe just professing love words over for me is me right yeah that's you your, you've been trying to get away from it's, it yeah. but actually i think you need to come back to it and embrace it for I what think it is so i've been thinking about it recently and i'm like i think I actually do need some word of affirmation. Like when, cause I used to remember really loving words of affirmation. Yeah. And then one day you just woke up and you were like, guys, it's not for me anymore. When the hurts is too much. <laughs> what do you want me to do? So yeah. But like looking at it now, I'm like, whoa, words, words. I gotta go back to that. Sorry. Um, I, and I just sidetrack. I like how you just put like two really meaningful stuff from the book. <laughs> and the next thing I have highlighted is, no, if he's a player with the games. <laughs> no, but fair. No, but that... I was just highlighting rubbish. No, the author is actually funny. <laughs> She's too funny. Um, but yeah, and then... <clears throat> I think I didn't highlight this part, but I just really um, noticed, like, the sisterhood as well mm. and friendship when it came to, like, the breakup, like when Kiki and Malachi end up breaking up for a while, you could see like how she was surrounded by like her friends. Like I think it took her a couple of days to get back up and just like get back to herself. And you mm-hmm. can see her friends like, okay, babes, we know that this is hard, but you got to get up. You got to stand up and stand <laughs> in business. So it was really cool to see as well. Mm. And they and she dropped like hints of different things. So for example, she dropped hints about like... um the sickle cell foundation mm. um and just highlighting sickle cell um disease yeah. which is like it's really prominent common. in the um in like west, west africans Africa. yeah and if they like end up moving to like places like the uk they don't really like believe them that they have like sickle cell because it's not a disease that is dealt with in like the western part of the world yeah um and then there was a bit of lgbtq plus representation as well um, with Simi and Adra. So it was just really... Simi in- again? She that was annoying, annoying Yeah, but she ends up being really good to... She was apparently... What's not known that she came like time. with Zach one time? She was apparently dating him for... to like Because he was a mole. So she was trying to source out that information. It's very... She rubbed me up the wrong way. She, she did. And I've, she not, come, I've not read her redemption, she re- so... Yeah, she <laughs> redeems herself. But, okay, um... From your point of view, what were the center, um, central themes of the book and how well do you think the author did at exploring them? I think kind of touched on Yeah, I think already. we really talked about this. Again, friendship, sisterhood, mm-hmm. um, immigration, um, being a college student. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Nigerian culture. Mm-hmm. And to some extent, African, like just the diaspora in general. Yeah. Um, those were common themes. And I think for the context of the book, I think she did a good job exploring those things. Can you compare this book to other books that you've read by the same author or other books that you have read covering the same or similar themes? How are they the same or different? Girl, I don't read romance. Mm. So I don't have anything to compare it to. Um, And the only other thing I have to compare it to is another book that I've read about like African culture, but it's very deep. Yagyasi. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very see now that's my kind of book. Nah, that book is heavy. See, but we didn't want to read it for the first book here or like do anything that There's, deep. But I'm like, actually, I would rather that There's no way we would have done that in like the audiobook. The way I did this audiobook for one week. Oh my week, god. If I read Yagyasi for audiobook, I would cry. Yeah. Stop, especially if the author is now... And I'm on the subway. Singing. I can't be crying on my way to now work in the morning. I was laughing on the subway with this book. <laughs> but, 
I can compare it to Seven Days in June, which is a romantic book, a romantic novel, but there's no comedy in it because it's just not funny. Like, mm. I think it was very, like, it had a lot of, like, trigger warnings as well. Mm. Like, it was pretty heavy, just a little bit. Um, so I'll compare it to that. And I think it's just because, like, they went back to, like, some trauma in that other book. Mm. And then in with if I were to compare it to... Um, and again, books are like movies to me. I can read as many in a year, but I don't remember what happened. Mm. Um, but then I, if I were to compare it to Love in Color, I just think it was a short... Like, Love in Color had a collection of short stories. Mm. So it was just like 10 pages of different love stories. So it was very like you were left on a cliffhanger on some, you're like, did they get back together? You were just like, you couldn't really predict. So I really loved that. But yeah, um, I can't really compare the themes because I can't really remember the context of the books. And me, I have nothing to compare All it right. to. <laughs> and the final question. <sighs> mm, how would you adapt this book into a movie? Who would you cast in leading roles? And I think we kind of already answered that already. Yeah, we So did. let me give you my own final question. Give me, give me, give me. If you could read this book out of 10, what would you rate it? I would rate this a good 7.5. Mm, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I think I'll give it a good 7.5. But I also kind of want to like take it in again mm-hmm. because I feel like I kind of rushed it. Or it was just new to me because it was audiobook. Yeah. And I don't, and it was so different. And I feel like I missed some parts. And some parts I just needed to like read it with my own voice mm-hmm. I mean, my own picture versus someone reading it to me. So mm-hmm. I think I'll reread the book and I would still give it a 7.5. Mm. Yeah. How about you? I will give it a 6 out of 10. Mm. Um, it's above average, definitely, because there were a lot of pleasurable parts of the book. Like, I found myself laughing oh, a lot. <laughs> I found myself laughing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of it not being my favorite, like, genre, it would not be above a six for me. Mm. Um, and I do think, like, maybe if I had more time to, like, process the book, or maybe if I had a physical copy, because I just started, like, audio straight on. Mm-hmm. And for you, you listen to the audio straight out, but I can't, like, I can't. I need to be able to see. Yeah. And so I was listening and reading at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so that made me think that hmm, maybe it would have been preferable. Like I like to highlight, I like to make notes, I like to Sing. do stuff like that. And so maybe yeah. I didn't get to experience the book because I didn't kind of throw myself into it the way I would like reading in general, mm-hmm. but also just cause it's not my genre of things in general. Um, the only romance I would ever watch or entertain is K-drama. <laughs> Like I can't, I can't do it for movies. There's no winning. I can't. There's, n- there's no. And like K drama, I can't watch like K drama consecutively mm-hmm. for like six months. I I split it into quarters. I can only watch four K dramas a, a year because after the f- mm-hmm. after one full K drama, I want to vomit. Like and I love it when I'm watching it, but after I'm like, oh my god, I need a break. Um, so maybe just romantic comedy. <laughs> I should really reflect on that. Why do you find is romance it, cheesy? Almost even like, not like cheesy, because I don't find romance in like real life. Like when I see like real life couples, mm. I'm like, you're so cute. Mm. But like when I see movies, it just feels like maybe I feel like it's just not realistic to what, what romance has looked like in my real life, per se. Yeah. Or, like, in the life around me from what I've seen. Yeah. So that I find it, like, too far-fetched. Yeah. Which is why I was, like, I don't think... Like, I couldn't really relate. Mm. Because if I have bills to pay and something... Like, I'm not trying to fake love with somebody. I have things on my plate. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to say, oh, let's let's act like we're in love. Oh, cute. For, like, a radio show. Like, there's not... Sorry. Yeah. So maybe... But I also think, like, it might be something deeper. I'll think about that and reflect. <laughs> we'll come um, and table it next season. Yeah. So six out of ten for me. Okay. That's nice. Well, we've come to the end of the episode. It was great reading. Like I'm I know this was just the first book that we're doing like for Peace in the Podcast. Mm-hmm. But please, um, we would like to get your thoughts. If you read the book with us, um, what did you think? Do you yeah. agree with what we said? Do you disagree? Please lovingly share your thoughts. Yeah. Um 
would you like us to read more books if so do you have any suggestions Mm -hmm. we're open we're open do you have any like types of content that you'd like us to consume and yeah. do a review on maybe we should do love is blind my favorite mm. um, or maybe we should do like more like yeah tv shows and stuff tv like shows that. like um this is awesome re-watching that again i oh, think it's like God. my third sorry it's just a lot i know <laughs> it's, it's good a lot <laughs> but yeah like let us know maybe i like i don't know music or something just let us know um but yeah where can they find us um before i say where we can find us i just want to end this episode because it is the last episode of the year very to true. just say how grateful we are mm-hmm. um this episode like we said at the start of this episode is the day before our anniversary this time last year we were <clears> releasing <throat> um our, our first, first episode. episode which is crazy it's such it's been such a crazy journey um mm-hmm. we're currently well we like trying to celebrate by the time you hear this episode we will have done it but we're celebrating by doing the giveaway mm-hmm. um and it's just our way to say thank you for being on this journey with us mm-hmm. uh, when me and moyo started i feel like we had an idea of what like peace in a podcast was gonna be um and it's just morphed into like something like beautiful and we're just excited to see where it continues to go yeah um so this is just me taking the moment again to say thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you mm-hmm. keep your eyes peeled more and better in 2024 um but yeah thank you so much everyone i echo everything that tosana said and yeah i'm so grateful to co-host with you you've been such a lovely co-host yes um you've been very patient with me and very you too (laughs) and you can't see but i'm currently hugging moyo yes she is right now (laughs) and i'm very surprised because she's not a physical touch person but okay um but yeah you've just been a really um like thought-provoking co-host an intelligent co-host and i'm very glad to do it with you and yeah and this community has been very encouraging since like we released our teaser episode in november of last year up until to this very day so to everyone who sends us like our like just send us encouraging words whether yeah. it's privately whether it's publicly or whether it's on you know pod, on apple podcast on spotify it doesn't go unnoticed yes, and it, it encourages me more than you ever know so yeah thank you so much and you can definitely find us on instagram at peas in a podcast underscore tm and no dot tm well people like podcast <laughs> dot tm and then on twitter at he's in a pod underscore tm no you're making a total kind of mistake i'm sorry yeah. it's because i've been getting it wrong it's, right because somebody has to get it wrong <laughs> but yeah and um, then yeah and then on spotify you can yeah. find us at peas in a podcast and on apple podcast as well you can find us at peas in a podcast as well make sure you follow on spotify and mm-hmm. subscribe on apple podcast make sure you're engaging with us and yeah that is all from both of us the next time you hear from us it will be february 2024 oh my god that's crazy i hope you have a happy holiday happy Happy new year in advance Mm -hmm. um and by god's willing god's grace we'll all be celebrating the new year and looking forward to more exciting things okay Okay. love y'all peace out peace out